0: Okay, guys, here's the scoop. Coming up is episode number 31 of the World Famous Chick Whisperer Show. But before we get started, I have a special invitation for you. As you probably noticed, deservewhatyouwant.com is in severe need of a makeover, and we're finally getting around to that. But I need your help. Go ahead and send me your picture, or several of them if you'd like, of yourself with a high quality woman, and the very best ones will make it into a video collage that will be featured on the site. So uh, some of your best ones, guys, go ahead and email those to Scott, S-C-O-T, at deservewhatyouwant.com. Or if you prefer, catch me on Twitter, at Scott McKay, S-C-O-T, M-C-K-A-Y, or on Facebook at www.facebook.com, front slash S-C-O-T, M-C-K-A-Y. And now, guys, enjoy episode number 31. I've got Brian Baer from AMP as a guest. This particular show blew the roof off. I think you're really going to enjoy it. You're listening to the world famous Chick Whisperer podcast. And now, here's your host, Scott McKay. Oh, yeah. Here we are. Episode number 31 of the world famous Chick Whisperer podcast. My name is Scott McKay. And guys, today have I got a show for you. I've got the right guy in the studio here with me, at least virtually, to talk about this subject. And that is all about the next level. Supernatural connection. Dude, you're living on the tip of the iceberg when it comes to how you can connect with women. There is so much out there for us in terms of how we interact with women, how we enjoy our lives with women, and we even talked a little bit about that last time with Nick Sparks, but today we're going to riff on that all the way to home plate. And with me is none other than Brian Baer from the Authentic Man program in San Francisco. Brian, welcome to the show, man.
1: Hey, thanks for having me here.
0: Yeah, you know, it's a pleasure. Every time we get you guys from AMP, in the studio with us on the microphone, something good happens. So I'm ready to jump right in. What do you say?
1: Hell yes. I'm down. I'm ready to <laughs> reinforce uh, amps. What people think about us is uh, new agey and they don't get what we're doing, but <laughs> um, you know, it just cut <laughs> well, that out. That's why just, I'm here, man. What?
0: That's why I'm here. I'm the buffer <laughs> zone. I'm beer drinking, pickup driving, good. middle America meets California, new agey, new agey AG whack jobs.
1: And- we're the new age whack jobs. <laughs>
0: Hey, well, you know what? Some people think that, you know, us in Texas are whack jobs, too. So I don't know. man. Worlds are going to collide. Dogs and cats living together. You know, I'm here. I'm hosting the show and I'm excited to see what happens.
1: Well, I'm glad you were able to fit a Ghostbusters quote in there.
0: (laughs) You know, most of the guys listening to this probably don't even know that's a Ghostbusters quote.
1: Uh, The dogs and cats living together. Mass mayhem.
0: (laughs) Good old Vankman, You got to love him, right? Yeah. Hey man, let's hit the phones We got a great voicemail From Chad from Pittsburgh And wait till you guys hear this Because I think just about all of us Who like women who don't necessarily Look and talk like ourselves Like kind of exotic women Or just any different kind of woman Than what we're even used to Are going to be able to relate to what Chad has to say Here we go Hey Scott, my name's Chad I live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania The question that I had for you is uh, well, I just started listening to The Chick Whisperer And I'm addicted to it it's a pretty good show but uh i'm into asian women there's no place around here to meet asian girls except the chinese food restaurants and they don't speak very good english so i was wondering how do you approach a woman that doesn't speak very good english thank you and have a good day well i'll tell you what chad my man uh you know we've got that 12-step recovery program for podcast addiction coming up maybe we'll cover that in a later show but for now Man, just enjoy it. (laughs) Addict yourself away to the podcast. We'll keep bringing the good content for you. And I'll tell you what, Brian, here you have a guy. He wants to meet some Asian women. A lot of times Asian women don't speak English. He's talking about meeting them at Chinese restaurants. I don't know, man. I'm thinking maybe get online, maybe match.com, Facebook, Twitter, find some Asian women there instead of trying to get a word in edgewise between ordering your egg foo young. What do you say?
1: (laughs) Well, I, I like Asian women too, so I know I know where he's coming from. Um, it's I think it's tricky. I think that's it's tough to go after a demographic per se. Um, I you know what I found myself curious about what it is that he likes about Asian women. I wish he was here right now so that we could talk to him about that because you know it's interesting how women have different flavors. You know, like some women, like Latin women, they have very fiery feisty energy. It's very stimulating and uh, invigorating. And then some women have more cooling, soothing energy. And those women tend to be um, either like a Northern European, kind of like the blonde-haired, blue-eyed, have more soothing, cooling energy. Or the Asian women, I think. It depends on the Asian women. They can be, you know, I know some feisty Filipino women. My buddy Guy is married to one of them. Uh, But then there's also more of the softer, more receptive, yin style energies of of a lot of Asian women. So I'm curious about what that flavor is for him. I wish he was here. Um, But it is interesting to me the different flavors that women bring. And I know that sometimes I'm looking for more of a feisty woman and other times I'm looking to just chill and be kind of around more cooling, soothing women. Have you noticed that for yourself?
0: Yeah, oh, I absolutely have. I think to go along with what you say, a lot of times we just, while we're dating, we like to date different kinds of women. We don't know what we like yet. So we yeah. want to kind of test the waters. And if Asian women appeal, then we want to date some Asian women. I know personally, I enjoy Asian women tremendously. Mm-hmm. And I think an important point also to make, Brian, is that Asia is pretty large. <laughs> yeah. I mean, by Asian women, we could mean someone from mainland China, someone from Southeast Asia. Totally. Um, Malaysian women, Thai women are just absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Uh, Filipinas, Japan has a completely different culture than Korea and again of mainland China. So yeah. when we're talking about Asian women, really what we're talking about is a lot of different cultures and a lot of different potential personalities. Yeah. It seems to me if I'm Chad and I'm talking the way he is, I'm thinking I just like how Asian women look. I think they're yeah. beautiful. I like their grace. I like their style. Yeah. And again, that can be very different depending on where you are in Asia or, you know, in the South Pacific.
1: You know, I'm going to turn up the heat on this conversation. I'm going to talk about something that I've noticed uh, with Asian women and that, yeah, depending on what the culture is, I found especially with certain uh, cultures, they're emotionally very different from one to another. Like I found that um, most women who are from mainland China who actually grew up in China, There's a lot of emotional suppression in China. You know, like I remember we did this um, kind of flash mob in San Francisco where we're all getting on a bus and spontaneously laughing. We called it a laugh-in, which is like, it's kind of like performance art here in San Francisco. And I remember it was the Asian people from, uh, it was the Chinatown people who gave us the dirtiest looks. Like they were pissed. They told us to stop. It occurred like they were threatened. I was like, wow, when we look at Asian culture, like Chinese culture in particular, uh, Japanese to a lesser degree, but to some degree, you know, and like in Japan, you know, it's not even polite to express public affection, you know, express affection in public. It's not socially acceptable. I studied, you know, I studied Japanese in college. So it's a very fascinating culture and to see what what the dispositions are culturally and emotionally for each of these cultures, because You know, yeah, it's very different. A Filipino woman versus a Chinese woman in terms of the cultural upbringing. It's a totally different world, which I think is awesome. I love the variety.
0: Yeah, you know, Brian, I've actually coached a lot of guys who have come to the United States or Canada or the UK from mainland China or from uh, another Asian country and experienced some culture shock, of course, once they moved to the new country. And guys from mainland China have actually said, yeah, you know, the way we express uh, emotion in China... And what's acceptable and what's not is completely different than what we're used to here. And, of course, women here in the United States, for example, are expecting people to be a lot less reserved and expecting the guy to uh, make a little bit more of a social move than perhaps what would happen in China. I'm not completely fully versed in it, obviously. Um, Emily and I are actually headed to China in September, and I'm sure it'll be fascinating to see. But as this podcast rolls right now, we've never been before. But it fascinates me, the differences between people. Yeah, definitely fascinating stuff. And it's absolutely crucial if we're going to have an interest in someone from another culture to try to learn a little bit about that person's culture rather than just kind of imposing Americanism on them. I mean, that's a little bit too much. It's a little bit even kind of arrogant and short-sighted. It makes a lot of sense, Brian, to go ahead and learn some cultural mindset from a person's country where they're coming from if you're really attracted to women from that culture.
1: That is important. I get worked up about Chinese culture in particular. I get frustrated when I see the way that culture treats emotion, because I see um, how guys come in and how cut off they are in amp emotionally from Chinese culture, and, and I'm not one to put blame on things, but I just think it's, it upsets me. I love some of the aesthetics of Asian culture, and there's other parts I really don't like personally. So it's to each their own.
0: Wow. Totally. I mean, I'm, uh, like I said, Emily and I are going in September, so we're going to get firsthand taste of all this stuff.
1: And, yeah. Uh, you'll see like it's, <laughs> it's emotion. They're emotionally cut off, dude. Yeah,
0: definitely. I've, I've seen it firsthand just like you. Yeah. But what of this whole idea of relating to someone who doesn't speak English? Well, I know you guys at amp talk a lot about connection. Like we're going to talk about for the rest of the show. Is there this language of love or whatever? I mean, it sounds so, lame, but how do you get past this language barrier?
1: For me, if I can't create a connection of play with them, if there's not going to be intimacy, there better be playfulness. And if if I can't create intimacy through shared language, then playfulness would be my alternative. I mean, that's where it's nonverbal, we're being silly together, there's physical communication. And if that's not available, then I'm not sure where I would go with that, frankly. I'm kind of an intimacy junkie, so I don't have a lot to say about nonverbal communication. I'm a talker, and uh, I like to have someone who can get my world and I get their world. I'm gonna be going abroad, I'm gonna be putting my stuff into storage, and I'm gonna move to Thailand for at least a couple months here in a month. So I'm gonna find out firsthand what that looks like, I think. But uh, I'm I'm mostly interested in where I can you know there's a lot of English in Thailand but I'm interested in uh, intimacy personally so if there's a language barrier if there's not playfulness I don't I don't have a lot to add to that one
0: yeah you know Emily's parents her dad speaks English mostly and her mom speaks Spanish mostly and they've been happily married for forty years I don't personally understand it I used to think I liked women with accents Brian so I dated this woman with this wonderful European accent. She was from Italy An Italian women, man. I just mm-hmm. love Italian women. But after I went on about seven or eight dates with her, I really was longing for someone who was as familiar with the English language and the nuances of communication as I was. And maybe that's not something all guys need, but I think when you're saying to yourself, I want a woman who speaks a foreign language or someone who uh, has an accent, make sure you know what you're asking for and definitely test and approve it. And not that Chad's saying he's ready to put a ring on some woman who doesn't speak English yet. I think he's just trying to know some women and enjoy his dating life, which is fine. Um, but yeah, I would say short term, go for it. Mm-hmm. Playfulness. Uh, sexual attraction, being masculine and igniting her femininity just by your presence is going to be huge. I would also say if you've got an iPhone, download an app that will translate Chinese for you. Learn how to talk a little bit of Chinese and just say hello to her. Say, I think you're very attractive or something like that in her native tongue. And a lot of you guys are thinking, well, you know, you're going to start looking like a wuss and you're going to start giving your power away and stuff like that. To a woman who's from mainland China, it's a classic case of it doesn't matter what you say. She's going to light up. She's going to go, whoa. And you're going to have that rapport you wanted to build. It doesn't have to be that much. It doesn't have to be a whole lexicon of Chinese you've learned by, you know, having a recorder running under your pillow for the last three weeks straight. Just a few words are all it's going to take. And that will give you an entree into communication with that woman. And you may just, as a nice uh, little side benefit, figure out how much English she speaks because she's going to want to speak English back to you. And so, yeah, a lot of fun to meet women from other cultures. Definitely if you go abroad like you're going to do, Brian, and like we're going to, it's a lot of fun to be able to speak some of the native language because then you don't look like the ugly American or whatever. You look like you're making an effort at least to speak their language. And that usually gets you very, very far. But long term, guys, make sure you know what you're getting into. Like I said, Emily's parents, very happy for 40 years, maybe your personality. But if you're just kind of enthralled and enraptured by a woman from a certain country and love the accent or love the culture, make sure you can still have that connection long term or else you're going to be missing out. And you know, Brian, that kind of brings us as a nice little segue into what we're going to talk about next, which is this supernatural connection that you can have with women. But before we do that, I want to give Chad from Pittsburgh a nice prize for having such an excellent, excellent voicemail that we covered here on the show. So uh, what prize package do we have for him behind door number three, Brian? Well,
1: I, th- I thought, Chad, if you don't have a linguistic connection, then maybe just a Physical or nonverbal connection is, is what's called for. And uh, Decker put together this awesome disc for one of our Inner Circle uh, recordings called Authentic Play. And that goes into game after game you can play that don't even require words, most of them, that I love. I listen to that. I've listened to that a few times uh, before going out on a date. Um, that are just ways to play games you can play with women uh, to bring spice and fun and upliftingness to the interaction. And uh, so uh, we're digging that out from our back issues archive, and we'll we'll send a copy over to you, uh, an, a digital copy.
0: You got the amp guys to open up their friggin vault, Chad. Gotta love that. So we'll be getting that to you. And once again, Chad, thanks for uh, calling in, guys. If you want to send a voicemail that we may potentially use on this show you can call this number. It's area code 210-362-4400. Once again, plus one, if you're outside the continental United States, 210-362-4400. When you call, no one's going to answer. All you have to do is leave your message and leave your name, leave where you're from, and also definitely leave a way we can contact you by email, which would presumably be an email address so uh, get on it guys leave us a voicemail we love answering them on this show the next thing you know some dating guru like brian may be answering your question here on the air so brian with that let's talk about the next level let's talk about this supernatural connection i know you guys at amp are all about going beyond it's not just about pickup it's not just about getting a woman's number it's not just about going on a first date and being attracted to each other What I love about you guys is like us, you want to go for the gusto. You want to go for the deep end relationship with a woman where you really just have this connection that most people, even married couples who've been together for years, never even get to touch. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how much of it we're going to be able to touch in a half an hour, 40 minute podcast, but I'd sure like to give it a shot. Talk to me about some ways that guys can start really, I guess, with the basics of kind of getting in touch with their own self and their own sexuality, their own masculinity, their own maleness, their own potential attraction to a woman in a way that maybe we never even thought of. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, I'd say the first place to start is that most guys don't even know what's on the menu. Most guys have no Mm -hmm. idea what's even on the menu and relating with women and what's possible. I mean, there's stuff I could tell you about the kinds of experiences that I have on a regular basis that most guys would scoff at. But I've gone from not having those experiences, watching Decker have them, and being like, how did you do that? And now I'm, I'm having those experiences for myself. Um, but it's everything from being so dialed in that I can tell when a woman's getting turned on, because I feel it over the phone, and I'm starting to get hard. I can feel, I can feel her. I'm like, did you just turn on just then? And she's like, yeah. You know, like I can feel when she opens from across the phone line. I'll be driving, you know, with her in the passenger seat and I'll say something and I'll, I can feel her body tense, tense up and know that I just said something that triggered her. You know, I can feel the moment that she closes and, you know, like we talk about it, amp and I don't think this is woo-woo-y is our bodies are like tuning forks. And if you take a, a tuning fork and ring it at one end of a football field, the other one at the under end of the football field will start resonating at that frequency. That's just how some things work, and that's not even an electrical system. Here we are as bodies. We're electrical beings. There's probably some kind of scientific foundation for this. I actually don't care. I'm more of a practical pragmatist, so I just want to know what is it that deepens connection, what deepens that and enriches my life and has me feel more connected to her and has her feel more connected to me. That's the bottom line for me. And I don't really know or care that much about the science behind it, but there's science to suggest that there's an electrical dimensions to some of what some people might call supernatural connection, where we're connected through time or space in ways that maybe don't quite make sense rationally.
0: You know, you're talking about the tuning forks resonating at opposite ends of the football field. I think a lot of times we as human beings like to think we're so smart. We've got so much figured out. And anything that we don't have figured out is either impossible or just weirdness and we don't want to associate ourselves.
1: Right. With it. But, you know, I think it was Tesla, uh, the guy who invented the Tesla coil, he invented a radio uh, remote control. And uh, he did the first remote control boat and they put a boat out on the water and everybody thought he was controlling it with his mind. And he's like, no, there's radio waves that you can't see. And they're like, no, 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 you're doing mind control. They couldn't they couldn't comprehend it beyond their capacity to understand. And yet here it was
0: happening. Right. And I think 100 years from now, there'll be stuff we understand that's so basic to us yeah. that we didn't even have a grasp of at this point totally. in history. And that's why I love talking about this. And I don't mind it being trippy or advanced or kind of Art Bell, George Norrie. Yeah. Version of uh, dating advice, you know. The, yeah. <laughs> if you guys have never listened to the uh, radio program that comes on in the middle of the night called Coast to Coast AM, it's just always about supernatural stuff like UFOs and ghosts and stuff. Yeah. But I don't mind getting into that conversation at all because I think there's things that happen between men and women that we can't really explain, but they absolutely do happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you were talking about getting in touch with yourself in a way that you never thought possible. It's really hard to talk about that without talking about building that connection with a woman if we're talking about it in this context. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned sitting there next to a woman in a car and knowing when she turns on, being on a phone line with her and telling when she turns on. Yeah. You know, when doing something instinctively, yeah. you can sort of feel whether she is getting hot by that. And a lot of that has to do with understanding how women operate and understanding that you as a masculine man behaving in a masculine manner is bound to have this effect. And a lot of people, unfortunately, Brian, they don't even want to admit that masculinity and femininity are natural. They think it's something that society has created, but man, when you have a guy who is acting in a way that men are supposed to act, you know, masculine traits, and you have a woman who is feminine, it's a lot like being those two tuning forks that start resonating on a level that just really feels amazing and, and comfortable and almost like your home. It's like a lot of people can go out on dates. I hear this a lot from guys. They can go out on dates with women and come home and still feel lonely. They can be with a woman and And, uh, you know, maybe think about her as someone just to have sex with or whatever, have sex and still not be what I would say is fulfilled. Mm -hmm. I think this has a lot to do with it. Exactly what we're talking about. This almost supernatural or extra natural connection. Maybe it's not weird or kind of uh, it's not something that's metaphysical as much as it's something we just don't understand yet. And we should get in touch with.
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, it's added such richness to my life to know that these kinds of connections are available. Like it's something that's most inspiring for me. And and I've always been the kind that's been, um, you know, I'm always pushing the edges. I'm always looking for what's next. What's the cutting edge and pushing those boundaries. Um, That's just what most lights me up, most inspires me. So yeah, I've been having lately, you know, experiences where, you know, women are having orgasms and we're fully clothed and they're coming their brains out like, and we're barely touching. Like I have a hand on their arm and we're not even kissing and there something's happening and I'm not dirty talking them. I'm not hypnotizing them into, into states of, of that. There's something energetic. There's something supernatural in the connection of my attention on her. It's not even me. It's just that there's attention on her, and a particular flavor that's that's opening her world. I I watched a guy. I'm studying these this subtle energy stuff. We talk about this a lot in this sexual power program. But I'm studying with this guy who's a who's a specialist in this stuff, and he's having. Uh, he showed me giving this woman an orgasm just by the way he was toning into her body, like he was humming. Like into her body, and she's starting to to climax. It was incredible, and I was like, "I've been seeking out people like this and finding out. Okay, how are you? What is going on here? This is fascinating um, because I th- always thought sex and these kinds of connections had to be physical touch. It's just like stimulate the nerve endings, and then you know, women have pleasurable experiences. And here I'm seeing that." We're not even touching and women are having, you know, it's like at this point it's becoming where like a sexual like a physical sexual experience is almost a down from the kinds of experiences we're having without even taking our clothes off yet. And this is not like, I mean, on one level, this is a, this is a function of the practices that I've been doing, but it's also a function of the openness of the women. And I got to give props to them, like these kinds of supernatural connections where there's a circuit of energy or attraction or whatever you want to call it going between us is something that I've, I've, uh, that's, that certainly never used to happen to me. And now I'm like, this is, this is actually happening. I have to kind of wake myself up sometimes to realize, wow, this is really this is just this just happened
0: I think a lot of guys are listening to this saying okay this all sounds really nice but what are the nuts and bolts Brian and Scott what do I do
1: great cool I'm glad you asked because that's what I've been getting clearer on Um, I've tried to break it down into distinctions concrete measurable things you can do what are the principles that or what are the conditions that make this likely because it's not something you can guarantee necessarily although it's happening pretty consistently with me now, but it, it's like, first of all, I think it's partly where are you coming from? Uh, and this goes into what you and I were talking about at first, Scott, which is what does it look like to be evolved? Or what is what do we mean when we say evolved? Oh, he's more evolved or she's more evolved. What kind of a word is that? And and for me, and I'll get to this more of the subtle energy sexual components in a moment, but uh, for me, what's more evolved is the more I let go of this being about me being the cool guy who's getting the girl off, the more it happens. the The more I make it about myself and about how you know what a stud I am, that's completely a turn off, and it's going to ruin the potential for those kinds of magical experiences. Uh, they're almost sacred these experiences wow. um, to yeah. me, um, but. Is it goes back to evolved, I, I say that evolved is, involves um, when you're more evolved, you have an increasingly inclusive worldview. And by that, I mean you're taking more than just your own contracted subjective experience into account. In other words, it's not just all about me. I'm taking into account the experience of me. I'm taking into account the experience of her. I'm able to understand her world in some ways more than she understands her own. I'm willing to relax out of wherever I'm fixed to my particular perspective or focused on what I'm going to get and focused on what kind of an experience can I create for this person from a selfless place. Not so that I can be the big stud, but because I'm authentically inspired to bring a rewarding experience to the people that I come into contact with, both men and women. And from that place, that that is one of the fundamental key components that I've found towards creating these kinds of experiences, If you want to talk nuts and bolts. The first step is to start being beyond yourself and start putting attention on where can I be a contribution? Where can I bring more love and openness into the world, including into the mind, body and heart of the women that I'm with? That's the first step.
0: Yeah, I'm listening to everything you're saying. And I believe 100% in what you're saying. I think it's right on. I would add to that I think a lot of guys aren't comfortable enough with who they are to really be able to give of themselves like that with a woman. And You know, guys, I know listening to this, it's going to either be the easiest thing you've ever heard, the most simple thing you've ever heard, or the most complex, depending on where you are. But it goes something like this. If you're comfortable that you're a big four guy, if you're comfortable that you're masculine, that you're confident that you can make a woman feel comfortable in your presence, and that you know that your character is self-driven you're not believing someone else's belief system that was imposed on you at an early age that you no longer believe you're actually believing what's in your heart and you're living based on that true belief system then you're going to be able to relax the next step is you're going to be able to relax and give of yourself to women without any expectation of rejection and here's where the rubber meets the road A lot of you guys are saying, yeah, sure. Whatever. Yeah, we've got to let ourselves free from the expectation that every woman is going to get along with us. And what goes along with that is we've got to free ourselves from the expectation that we're going to get along with every woman. If we don't get along with a woman, then we shouldn't be trying to cram a square peg into a round hole, period. A lot of times we see a woman, she's the prettiest woman we've ever been with. We go, "Well, wow, I've got to make this work because she's beautiful." Clouded by beauty vision for the thousandth time in our life. Guys, if you were this evolved man that we're talking about here, if you really are in touch with yourself, and you know that is the subject of a whole program, not just a whole podcast, I man, we could go on and on. Mm-hmm. But if you are comfortable in your own skin, then why not find a woman or Even allow yourself to have the expectation that you're going to find a woman who's going to be comfortable with your own skin also. She's got to be able to be comfortable following your lead. And see, if a woman isn't responding to you, if she's not resonating with you the way those tuning forks are resonating with each other on the football field, then you're wasting your time. And this isn't anybody's fault. People are just different. If you're talking to a woman and she's just not tracking with what you're saying, You're completely different. Your worldviews are apart. Your sense of humors are apart. Your way of communicating, your way of acting, what you find fun, if it's all completely different, then you're not going to be able to flip a switch in her head and change everything. It's not going to happen. But if your lights are on, like Brian's saying, and Brian, I want you to comment on what I'm about to say. I'm going to hand it off to you if you can connect with a woman and find that this connection is coming back to you, if you feel like you're talking to the female version of yourself in many ways in terms of that connection, that is something we've got to learn how to recognize a little better and run with. Isn't it Brian?
1: Yeah. I think that comes down to us being in, like what you were saying. I think we said this before, if women consistently are not resonating with us You know, we're consistently getting an experience that women are not responding to us. They're not wanting to be around us. Either you're choosing the wrong women or or there's something in particular about um, your relationship to yourself where there's an opportunity for you to be more in touch with yourself. Uh, A lot of times we uh, push away, reject, ignore, suppress aspects of ourselves and we cut off from them and that is what creates the dissonance uh, with women. So it's when we can refine and purify our own being, I have specific practices that I'm talking about, the tune of your tuning fork will become clear. It won't be muddy. It will be a very clear signal. And that's the experiences that I mentioned are made possible by me doing regular daily practices to help clear those, clear out the places where I'm not a pure channel for that to happen. And and, and this is uh, absolutely key for it feeling good to be around you. Like Decker says, if it feels good to be around you, women will put up with all kinds of shit. And uh, if it doesn't feel good to be around you, then you're going to be attracting women who are less sensitive, who are less dialed in, and they're going to be less emotionally, physically, and sexually responsive because they're they're just not as sensitive as other women. That's just how it goes. The most sensitive women are the, usually the most radiant, and those are the women I'm most drawn to. And uh, those women don't put up with Guys who are checked out or not in their bodies and not doing physical practices to center their mind and ground their bodies.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of us as guys don't even know what we're missing out on because of that. Yeah. Brian, give us an example of one of these practices you're talking about. Just give us one example.
1: Sure. Sure. Uh, One of them is breathing being aware of your breathing throughout the day just bringing awareness to the sensations in your body moment to moment you could call that meditation if you have a meditation practice that's a great start even doing yoga in the morning doing some yoga to open the channels in your body in the morning those kinds of things and returning to the moment not getting lost in the thoughts in your head all day and then expecting that you're going to be able to be emotionally and physically in your body Whenever you're meeting a woman, and by in your body, I mean aware of the sensations in your body. Guys act like they don't know what that means, or that this is some kind of new age woo woo y stuff to be aware of the sensations in your body. But this isn't rocket science. You know, when you feel stuff in your body, you can feel sensations. That's how we know when we're feeling hot or cold or pain or sadness or happiness or whatever is there's we feel stuff. And if you're numb, then chances are you're emotionally constipated, and that requires a whole other set of tools. Most guys are to some degree, I'm sure I am as well, where we're cut off from from what we're feeling in our body because we're suppressing our emotions. In any case, the degree to which you're gonna have access to some of these supernatural connections is the degree to which you're connected to yourself. By connected to yourself, it's like, well, what do you mean by? I don't how, how am I supposed to be connected to myself? Well the bottom line is, you know, if I'm checked out and I'm in my thoughts all day, if I'm just thinking about things, if I'm thinking who I'm attracted to rather than feeling attraction, if I think I'm sad, or I'm thinking I'm angry and not actually feeling my anger, and I'm afraid of my emotions, I'm afraid of what I'm feeling, then I'm, I'm not going to be in my body. I'm going to be dissociated, I'm going to be cut off, I'm going to be suppressed, and uh, it's not going to feel good to be around us, because women are sensitive, and since we're tuning forks, they're going to have to feel all this stuff that we're cutting off from. I see this time and again in our AMP courses, where guys will walk up to a woman, and She's like, wow, I feel sad when I'm with you. And he's like, I'm not sad. And then, and then five minutes later, he's bawling. Because mm. finally it's been pointed out, the place where he's been holding on to all this emotion that he's blocked up for decades. Women feel that in a moment. And they don't want to be around you if you're, if you're holding on to this stuff. So unless you're doing the work to get this handled, whether you're going to therapist or journaling, doing yoga or meditation, all those things can help. I do a combination of all that stuff, and I've been doing this for 10 years. I didn't just wake up like this. Um, But the payoff is huge. I mean, it's some of the most extraordinary, rewarding, beautiful, sacred experiences I've ever had in my life or the ones I've been having in the last six months, hands down.
0: Wow, man, there's just so much there to talk about. Uh, What comes to mind, you know, is a lot of guys and what they're thinking right now, and indeed what they've been taught, which is, look, don't be emotional. Being emotional is for women. Well, I don't think... Being emotional is a bad thing. I think having your emotions out of control or being locked out from your emotions is what we want to avoid. Agreed. I think so many of us, though, we internalize this whole idea of just not being emotional that we forget to be alive. A lot of times a guy will be, you know, a cubicle jockey all day long. And finally he'll decide because of some of his friends or whatever, you know, they'll be like, hey, let's go jump out of an airplane. And the guy will be like, oh, I don't know. I don't want to do that. And so he won't go do that. And his friends will come back and go, wow, man, we felt so alive. And he's like, well, you know what? It's a good thing you're not dead and didn't splat on the concrete. So he lives his safe life and he keeps going. But people who take a few more calculated risks are the ones who feel more alive. Then one day that same guy gets behind the wheel of his car, gets on the interstate and has this close call where he has to swerve in between two cars to avoid a potentially fatal accident. And he has this entire scenario jump out at him and he feels the adrenaline rush and when he finally comes down from it you know you get that rush right after it happens and he comes down from it, and he goes that's what these people meant i've been living a safe life and now i'm feeling nerve endings i'm feeling my fingers tingle in a way i've never felt them tingle before this is what it means to be alive And I think sometimes people have to get into a situation that's beyond their control to get jolted out of that safety that we here in North America feel. And here's the kicker, Brian. I think this translates absolutely directly to how we relate to women. We are not alive when we show up with women. We're like, okay, how do I get her to like me? Just like you were saying before, it's all about me. It's all about me getting what I want. And we forget there's a real live woman and there's more there than just sex. And so I think the guy who can just start opening himself up to the idea that I need to be emotionally ready for what a woman's going to offer me is going to start realizing things that so many guys just miss out on completely things like, Hey, you know what? This woman can bring out the best in me. If I share with her what's in my heart without fear of looking like an idiot or feel like I'm looking weak. That transparency is not going to be weak to a feminine person. That transparency is going to be masculine strength because it's my confidence in expressing who I am without any remorse at all. Mm -hmm. And that woman can feed us back with feminine energy saying, hey, look, I can make you a better man by contributing this to you. And the next thing you know, Brian, and I think this is really going to put a lot of flesh on it for guys. That's when these supernatural things start happening. I remember personally, I'm going to give you a few examples since you gave a few. I was with a woman and we were just talking about really, really deep stuff. And then we were starting to share and realizing we had more and more in common, almost like we were, dare I say, soulmates. And then all of a sudden we felt this emotional, almost spiritual presence in the room, like an aura. And both of us instinctively kind of cringed a little bit and looked up in the air and around. And then we kind of brought our eyes back to each other and we were like, wow, that was really, really wild. And there was no explaining it. It was just that there was an energy literally created by our synergy. And guys are probably listening to this going, wow, that's just crazy. But it's true. Another woman I had a deep connection with like this just felt like we were just completely in tune with each other. Our first date was supposed to be two hours and we literally dropped everything on our plate for the next three days and were together nonstop for 72 hours. And somebody's going to say, well, you know what? You should have left her wanting more. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this was different. I was connecting with this woman. And when you connect with a woman in the way that Brian and I are talking about here, guys, the rules do go out the door. Well, one night after the 72-hour date was over, she was laying in her bed. I was laying in my bed, and I had a dream. I had a dream she was in trouble. And in my dream, I went and I rescued her. And at the end of the dream, I woke up and it was a particularly vivid dream. And I looked at the clock and it was about 2.05 in the morning.
1: Hmm.
0: Well, the next day we see each other and she goes, you know, I had a really weird dream about you last night. And the woman starts describing the dream that I had only in her versions. And she's herself. I came to rescue her in the dream. And literally I turned white as a sheet. And the funny part, Brian, was when I told her that I had had the same dream. She believed in me. Yeah. To her, it seemed perfectly reasonable. She thought it was really cool, but she was like, wow, that's really reasonable because I like woke up and I felt it felt so real. I said, did you notice what time it was when you woke up? She goes, yeah, it was like two or three or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, you know, allowing for the difference between two people's alarm clocks. There you have the difference. And she thought. She didn't think that that was unreasonable at all. All I could think of myself was, man, I'm glad that she described the dream to me. Otherwise, I might not have believed it. But right. just listening to that woman describe my own dream in detail was amazing. And that's connection. Yeah,
1: that's really cool.
0: Even today, I'm married to Emily. Sometimes when Emily's in the kitchen washing dishes, I can just come up from behind, turn her around, take her by the shoulders, and give her a passionate kiss. And I can will passion into her soul. I can just think and focus on how passionately I love her and she can jump and squeal. I go, did you get that little love message I just sent you? And she'll giggle and go, yes. And it's a supernatural connection. I don't think it's weird. I don't, you know, supernatural may not be the best word. I just think it's a hypernatural connection. Mm. I think that's what happens when we open our soul to another human being and let her connect. And I think that's where that real connection, that real yin yang, whatever you want to call it, male, female, that's designed to mesh and fit together way beyond our genitals, obviously, that connection. That's when we can really start to feel those things. Yes. And I think they're perfectly natural. And the odd part, like I said, is women think they're perfectly natural. Women want <clears> more <throat> of it. And they want us to lead them there.
1: I totally agree. Those are some awesome stories, Scott.
0: Well, I think they're replicable.
1: Yeah. And I think what it comes down to is, are we willing to allow ourselves to be impacted? Like you were willing to allow yourself to be impacted by the story of this woman. And a lot of guys have it like, oh, I'm supposed to be stoic. I'm supposed to be unmoving. And and that's not true. I think we're designed as creatures, as humans, to allow ourselves to be impacted to be blown apart, to be in tears of gratitude and joy and sadness and happiness, not collapsed like wusses. That's different, or or sulking or or wallowing, but just allowing ourselves to be impacted, to be moved. I love going to Pixar movies because I cry like a little bitch in in them every time, um, because they move me, and and I love that feeling, and it's. There's a power there in allowing ourselves to be impacted. And that's a lot of what I heard you saying.
0: Oh, yeah. I think we're just way too safe in this culture. We don't have to fear for our lives. We don't have an enemy trying to raid our village. We don't have things threatening us enough. And I know that's a funny thing to say, but we've just literally, as I once heard a a country preacher of all people say, we have pampered ourselves into mediocrity instead of giving ourselves into eternity. And I love that Mm -hmm. because there's so much more. And because we just like our safety zone, our comfort zone, as some people call it, we don't ever get to feel into this other stuff like you'd say, Brian. And it's just amazing. Mm -hmm. It's just amazing when we can get over that hump, realize this is real masculinity. This is a manly trait to be the kind of man who can lead a woman into the depth she's really looking for. And guys, I just say, you know what? It's not something you're going to wake up tomorrow and have figured out, but at least get on that trail Mm -hmm. start it. And you know what, Brian? I think one of the ways that guys can actually do that is to wake up in the morning and just stop and breathe like you're saying. Mm -hmm. Start taking a deep breath. So many of us are, like you've said, Brian, just breathing so shallowly. We're breathing just with the top of our lungs and we don't ever even feel the air that goes and courses through our being. We don't feel the blood coursing through our veins. Mm -hmm. The First step is just to wake up, just become conscious of it. Say, look, I need to do this more and start intentionalizing it. And you're going to find, you're going to find yourself asking what do I do now less often because you're going to be feeling more than you're thinking. I want to have you talk about your new program because I think this is incredibly profound. I think it's groundbreaking. The name of the program is Authentic Sexual Power. Yeah. And what you guys have done is you have taken the arts of male-female sexuality in action, and you've taken it to another level, just like we're talking about taking connection with a woman on another level. That's kind of what you talk about in spades in this program. Tell us a little bit more.
1: Sure. What we talked about is what I call the subtle energetics of sex. That was the kind of stuff where women are having orgasms without touching them, and there's There's practices that you can do to cultivate those capacities, and that's something that women can feel with you from the moment you walk into the room. They can tell how you're going to be in bed. They can tell how you're going to be. And if you have access to your unapologetic, primal, masculine sexual desire, and you've done the work to clear out where there's shame or guilt around sex, then women are going to be doing and saying all the things that you've been wanting you know they're going to be twirling their hair and flirting and when you when you go to reach for their hand you're going to feel their hand close around yours and hold yours tightly because they want to be close to you they want to feel be around you because it feels good to be around you and you know based on my own challenges of not being in touch with my sexual power i know how frustrating that is and that's why i created this program because time and again guys were cut off from their sexual desire and a lot of times it didn't take a lot i've been in amp intensive like These guys are doing this sexual desire exercise and there's no attraction and then as soon as they're breathing into their bodies fully, when they're standing across from this woman, wham! There's a circuit of attraction. And we teach you how to breathe, how to move your awareness, where to put your awareness, whether it's on her or in your own body, such that you access and unlock the channels in your sexual capacity physically, emotionally, and interpersonally. So that's it. We also have a pretty intensively racy sexual practice that's very explicit where we have some of our AMP women who are uh, demoing some of the exercises with us. So we can show you this is a practice you can do with um, a long-time partner, with a lover, with someone you just met, or uh, even with a friend who you'd like to be closer to, or maybe even take things into a more sexual realm. So it's a pretty comprehensive package. It's like Got all the bonuses and bells and whistles, but if this is something you'd like to get handled in your life, um, I'm really proud of the program.
0: Yeah, I think it's something completely different. Guys, you've never seen anything like this. If nothing else, just go look at the videos these guys, uh, Brian and Decker, have put up there and enjoy the free content they're giving you, but definitely do yourself a favor also. And take a look at this program very closely because it's very different and it will absolutely add a dimension to your life that most guys will never even touch. As always, guys, I've set up a special URL for you, and that is www.thechickwhisperer.com, front slash amp, front slash AMP. That's all you got to remember, thechickwhisperer.com, front slash AMP. When you get to that URL, you're going to be able to find out all about the program. It's amazing. It's something that I think is more ambitious in the area of human sexuality than anything I've ever seen. We're talking about the kind of real powerful connection with women that we've been talking about. So definitely enjoy it. And I think you guys are going to be very, very pleased with what Brian and Decker and those guys have been up to. And, guys, I also want to remind you before we wrap up that if you're not on our newsletter, definitely go to www.twiduction.com, T-W-I-D-U-C-T-I-O-N, and get yourself a copy of my book on how to meet women on Twitter. If you're not on Twitter and you're not meeting women, then, wow, you're missing out on some really sharp, educated, beautiful, sweet women who know how to be social. That's all there is to it. www.twiduction.com. I'll give you a free copy of my book on how to meet women on Twitter. And you'll also be on my newsletter, which I really put my heart and soul into every time I sit down to write for you guys. So uh, definitely get on board with that. And uh, Brian, man, what an Epic show could be our best one ever by my estimation. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Right on. Well guys, this has been episode number 31 of the chick whisperer program Great, great show. And I'll tell you what, my solemn promise to you is I will not let a lot of time pass between now and the next show. I think those days are behind us. So without anything further, this has been Scott McKay from X and Y Communications. Until I talk at you again real soon, gentlemen, be good. The Chick Whisperer Podcast is copyright 2009 by X and Y Communications. All rights reserved worldwide. Be sure to sign up for the X and Y Communications newsletter at www.thechickwhisper.com. This is Ed Roy Oldham speaking for The Chick Whisperer Podcast.